Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Fran Stapon. I'm here with Teuta Luri. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Teuta, you are from Kosovo. Yes, I am. At first glance, you don't look like a stereotypical Kosovar because you're blonde, blue-eyed. That probably throws a lot of people off. Yes, it does. People think that I'm from Scandinavia, like Sweden or so that I'm Slovenian or but I don't look anything like Albanian. And yet you were born in Kosovo. Yes, I was born in Pristina and I lived in Ferizai. Which is the capital. Yes, which is the capital of Kosovo. Mm-hmm. What were some like your earliest memories? Because you were there during the time of Yugoslavia when you were, when you were born in a little child. Yes, little yes girl. I was born. Yeah, I lived through... Who was, the, was, Tito was the president at that time? Tito, he, he yes. He lived until 1980? Yes, right. 1980. Mm-hmm. He, he died, well, 1980. Do you I remember was his six. death? Yes, okay. yes, yes. I was six years old. Okay, and then what and then, how then, was that? That was like a huge event. Yes, for the whole Yugoslavia. It was a big, we mourned for days and days, and it was a big loss. Oh, I find fascinating about Tito is that he's one of the only dictators in the world that is beloved by almost everybody. Yugoslavia was a multi-ethnicity. We lived so many different nationalities, and still he kept them united. Right. So that's that's, that's the history. That's why everyone, you know, like finds it very interesting how he managed and how he did it. And not just united, but also he kept the economy running. He 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 was he got socialism to basically work during his time period. He he learned how to beg from the Soviets and beg from the Her, Americans. Yes, <laughs> yes. But the Soviet, he didn't have a very good relationship with Stalin, but apparently he did with the rest of the world. So he was very well known for the trio. Like it was Tito, Nasser, and Nehru. Right. So they are, and then was the Gandhi as well. Movement. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and then he had a very good relationship with Kennedy at the time. There was my so. favorite line of of of, of Tito. Telling, writing a letter to Stalin, to Joseph Stalin, and mm-hmm. telling him, I'm tired of you sending assassins to kill me. Stop doing that. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. I'm not quoting directly. Mm-hmm. He said, stop doing that, because if you continue doing that, I will send one to assassinate you, and I will only send one, because I will not need to send another. <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> I don't know well, if you I'm remember surprised. that. Line. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a, surprised. Yeah, I love it. you it's know like... so much about yeah about Europe, and then this is interesting how you know about Tito as well. So yeah, yeah, no, he's mm-hmm. he's such an, a, a fascinating character. It's it's just an amazing person that he was to rule that long. Because usually when you rule that long, eventually people get tired of you, and they're Correct. just like get out of here. You know. Even American presidents, after no matter how much they love them, after eight years, they're like, okay, we're done with you. Get out. Mm-hmm. You know, after just eight years. And Tito was there for almost 40 years or 38, 40 years, something like that. Anyway. Okay, so then let's fast forward to the late 1990s when all of a sudden Yugoslavia had started to break apart. Mm-hmm. And all the Yugoslav wars tore apart. The Bosnian War tore apart Bosnia. And then all of a sudden, everybody was looking at Kosovo. Inevitably... In 1999, the war broke out in Kosovo. And your father was a politician, right? Yes, my father. Yeah, my father was a politician. He was Mr. Luri. Yes. So he worked. What was his first name? Danos. Danos. Okay. And then, yeah, but he worked during the Yugoslavia time. And then, you know, like he was retired. Okay. So when Slovenians... 
uh, started it under uh, yeah. 10-day war. God. Now, when the Slovenians, they walked out of the parliament, that's, you know, like that's when mm-hmm. everything set apart. And then but he the was retired at that point. He was retired yes, at Yes, so. yes, yeah, he retired, yes. Okay. So, so what was his role? What was the highest post he got in government before, right at the age of retirement or whatever? So What's that was, he, he presented Kosovo to the... To, to Yugoslavia's to Yugoslavia, parliament. Yes, okay, correct. Okay. So yes, he was yes. the dude? I mean, or did they have many... Representatives. They had few of them, like four yes. or five or whatever. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, so he was correct. one of the yes, correct people representing, yes. and maybe he represented Pristina. The, he, yeah, the, but the, no, he was the district. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. it, it was not the Pristina. It was the it was um, autonomous territory. Yes. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah, because Kosovo was well, autonomous, just like Vojvodina, which is up yes, in the north. It's still yes. of of Serbia. So yes. Serbia was had. Two autonomous units kind of made Tito kind of did that to compromise to make because the people to keep the tensions down. Yeah, it was just kind of mm-hmm. well. If he gave autonomy, if he, he if he made a republic out of Kosovo, the Serbs would have been angry. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't make it autonomous, then the Kosovars, the Albanians, would be angry. So it's like mm-hmm. the solution That's why was why we wanted as Albanians, we wanted to be a republic. Because mm-hmm. we deserve that, and right, we were sure. a majority, and then right. that was the the disagreement that we had, because we were not same as Vojvodina, we were pretty much. Well, you were the same as Vojvodina. Yes, but we considered ourselves, and we wanted to be a republic. Right. So that's why we yeah. had riots in nineteen eighty. Yeah, I mean, a better example when they started. The better example is that Slovenia, which was a republic, had a population mm-hmm. that, that I believe was lower than the population of Kosovo, and yet mm-hmm. Slovenia was a republic, okay. and Kosovo, which had a larger yes. population, was not. Yes. So, I mean, that was one bone of contention, and there's many mm-hmm. others. I mean, it's a long okay. history. When the fighting started between the Serbs and the Kosovo, Kosovars, who were, at that point, 85% Albanian, ethnic mm-hmm. Albanian, like, what were you doing during that whole wartime period? The tension started years before Sure. So then we lived in curfew. Albanians were getting killed mm-hmm. every day, you know, like in the... And you were a teenager at this time? Yes, but then in the biggest one in 1999, when it started, I was like um, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. So before that, I was a teenager. We had a curfew. We couldn't go. We were kicked out of the schools. You know, like we lost as Albanian. Every Albanian was... And lost their jobs, and then they did, they did typically, you know, destroyed us as a as a nation. We had no jobs, and then um, school wise, education wise, they they destroyed us because they didn't let us to go to school. Because by Geneva Convention, we have rights to go to get educated in native language, and then Milosevic is the dictator when. The bad dictator. When he came in power, he didn't let us go to school and get educated in our native language, in Albanian. Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. So, uh, so w- during Tito's time, did he let Albanian language schools exist? Yes. So it was Slobodan Milosevic who was the one who outlawed the Albanian Correct. schooling system. Yes. And said, Correct. no, you have to learn things in Serbo-Croatian. Correct. Because during t- the t- during Tito's time... We we went because we had other ethnicities always, so we had Serbians, Croatians that we lived. So Serbo Croatian, they were when they went to school on their native language. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Roman or Gypsies 
They had their own education on other language. Mm-hmm. You had Turkish as well. Mm, awesome. So everybody. So they had Turkish school. schools. Correct. Really. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You go to elementary so school. So Milosevic got rid of the Roma schools, the Turkish schools, and the so, Albanian schools. Yeah, the Albanian schools. They were like the spe- the most that they attacked, and then yes, yeah, because they were the, so, they were the correct. majority. And then we could we didn't go to school. We didn't have so then we kind of as Albanians we we united and then we will we went like from a house to house. With a, with our professor, mm. so then we will learn. What did your dad think of the Serbs? So there was no such a um, such a sympathy because they did so much wrong, you know, like as a, on a discrimination, and uh, seeing how we sink as a, as a youth not being able to live a normal life, someone that we already start having dreams and then, you know, like to a 10 years old or 12 years old, you know, like how do you explain that, you know, I don't work because I'm Albanian. Out of a sudden, you know, all the all the dreams has shattered because we couldn't get educated, we couldn't, and he couldn't help. He, nobody could do anything about it. And that that was devastating. But I imagine your father had serbian friends we grew up together yes we grew up together and then the people that he was surrounded they knew that it was wrong but milosevic it was his politics and his supporters so yeah they're serbians that they didn't they knew that that was wrong what was done to us because we grew up in the same place they knew you know out of a sudden i used to go in a kindergarten with the same and grew up with the same Serbian girl, and then we in a playground. She she didn't understand. I didn't understand why she gets to play in a playground, but not me. Out of a sudden, I became Albanian. I'm something different. Even though you spoke Serbo-Croatian. Yes, yes, right. yes. Because you were educated, and most educated Albanians spoke Serbo-Croatian too. Correct? They spoke Serbian. Yes, I mean, even every majority. So even the uneducated spoke. Yes, bilingual. 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 Yes, yes. Even in a village, you know, like because the Serbians or Serbo Croatians, they were all over, you know, like you have. So even in a village. I mean, they were they were fifteen percent of the population. I mean, they were a minority, and yet you guys were learning the the language of the minority. But uh, Serbo Croatian was a official language of Yugoslavia. I understand that. I understand that. But sometimes we always correct. No, no, we we sometimes it, it doesn't penetrate. To the villages level sometimes in certain oh, no, situations, no. but in, in this our case, case it did. It did, yeah. Right. In our case, yeah. People that we had people in a village that they didn't even know Albanians that they didn't even know, or they will just like know how to write their name, mm-hmm. you know, like. But they, you know, they were bilingual. They well, what a lot of people who really, I mean, most Americans didn't really follow the whole Yugoslav wars, but the war in Bosnia killed around two hundred thousand people. And the war in Kosovo killed only about 2,000 people. I'm not exactly precise on those numbers, but I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure about roughly that. And I think it's because the international community, especially the United States and NATO, reacted so much. They did not want another Bosnia to happen in Kosovo. But still, a couple of thousand people died. Did people that you know die in Kosovo? And did you have to deal with the sound of bombs falling and gunshots 
during the night or was it not as bad because you were living in Pristina, the capital? I lived, but I also lived in Jakova. That's where I lived during that time. And Why did then, you not live in Pristina? Was it safer in Jakova? No, this is where I was married and this okay, is where okay. I lived. So what, the you Jakova got married in the middle the of the war? Correct. <laughs> What this a romantic is, thing to do! Yes, <laughs> there was the yeah. We we had we needed a reason to wake up in the morning, and guess what? I had my son as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so explain that you got so, married in yeah, what year? Nineteen ninety-six. So the war had already kind of yeah, it already start, started. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And then you said, "Hey, let's have that's the middle of the war. Let's have a baby for God's sake." Yes, you know, hey, in so many times in life. You know, like we have to do what we have to do. So you have to have a baby during. We the war. have to, yes. yes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I stopped with just with one. Yeah. And I was like, that's enough. If I <laughs> if I pass through these times, I will never have another one. So, yeah, exactly. But it was a it was a blessing. So did you deliver in a hospital or at home? I did in a hospital in okay. a very uh, basic. Yeah. Sure. Basic. No anesthesia. Just, no, no, nothing modern. And it's just like so funny now. I have friends. Was it here. painful? Delivery? Delivery? No, it's a pl- no. You it become a, a mother. There is no such a pain. Oh, it's not okay. a pain. I mean, I People don't take, describe it as okay. a pain. It's just something that needs to come out. That's, that's <laughs> a different. Yeah, it definitely so, needs to come. You know, out. like it's a pain. No, it's not a pain. You know, like just you have to. It's a very good feeling, though. Right. You know, like, but yeah, everything is natural. And I'm not that old, but it's so funny when I talk to friends here in the United States and then they describe it that, you know, like how it's a big deal. Oh, right. You know, right, like, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Americans they have are pussies. To... They, they can't handle all this no, stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> give no, me all the look. painkillers you can no. give me. <laughs> I can't handle it. Here I am. I'm such a man. <laughs> I guess I'll edit that one out. <laughs> Oh, Albanians have a deep, passionate love for the United States of America, which is interesting because most Europeans are much more cynical and about the United States, and sometimes they outright dislike the United States. There's very few countries that love the United States as much as Albanians. I imagine it's simply because the United States has consistently helped support the Albanian cause. Is that fair to say? Or is there some other reason why Albanians like um, the United States. Yes, that's fair enough. Yes, it and then that's so that. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. We are organically, we just love America. And it's very interesting when people ask me about politics in here, which party, and I was like, oh, how to better say that like America for for us is like Vatican, like Mecca, you know, like whoever mm-hmm. is the president, it doesn't matter. We still love United States of America. Yeah, we you look up to it, you know, like it's just very... You said that great line about the Pope and the Vatican. Well, how did you say it? Yeah, I said, you know, like it's just like the Vatican, you know, like whoever is the Pope, we will worship or we will, you know, like love, support. support. Yeah, it will right. be, yeah. So, so nobody cares it. whether it's Republican or Democrat or whoever, it's the Pope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah, that's that's how we see America. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm being asked, like, hey, what do you think about this political party? I was like, it's still America. We love it. So Right. Mm-hmm. And that love has not diminished at all. No. Now, you went also... It just goes even more and more. Imagine, now in Kosovo, we celebrate 4th of July. 
<laughs> this is how much we love the United States of America. <laughs> we celebrate Halloween with it. We never even knew what Halloween is. And like we do Halloween, but Fourth of July, we celebrate, we have concerts and it supports. So we just like, yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And speaking about Independence Day, in 2008, Kosovo declared its independence from Serbia. Today, in 2021, about 51% of the United Nations recognize Kosovo's independence. Tell me about Kosovo and its hope to become more widely recognized as an independent country. The president of Kosovo, now we have a lady, that her name is Vyosa. The changes we hope that's going to start the united states prides itself in liberty mm-hmm. in equality uh etc and in some ways we've demonstrated i mean we finally got a you know a black president in, in obama mm-hmm. but we've never had a female president and yet yeah. at the same time i always find it fascinating that kosovo which is mm-hmm. by all this other is the measures second one though we wow, had a prior yeah, there you go look at that one, so yeah. kosovo but you would agree with me that kosovo is a pretty conservative place compared to the United States, as far as women's liberation. A woman's role in Kosovo is often a more traditional. She stays at home, she has kids, that kind of stuff. You see that more often than you do in America, or you you disagree? It just depends. I don't... I'm not suggesting you. I mean, I know you come from a professional family, highly educated, blah, blah, blah. The average... The average, yes, yes. She is much more traditional in her role than the average United States female. Or you don't think so? No, I don't think okay. so. Because, okay. you know, like before it used to be like that. Because nowadays, you know, like They're a much lot more liberated. Of, yes. And okay. then, you. Know, but again, you know, even at that time when I was little, my mom was involved in politics as well. So we okay. do have a, a tradition. women. Yes. A tradition of it. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like, again, you they when they come home as a woman, you still do what a you know like a housewife will do but outside you still be equal or you okay. know like in, with okay. a man so it always been like that okay, with us. Good. i was thinking of another example of let's say uh-huh. pakistan with bmnzir oh, yeah. bhutto yeah she was the prime minister and this happened in like the 1980s or 90s i can't remember mm-hmm. what it was and she eventually was assassinated but i always use that as my favorite example because when it comes to women you would think of no, no state is more conservative than Pakistan. I mean, there are mm-hmm. a few more, obviously, yes, but yes, yes. but I mean that they have their prime minister as a female, uh-huh. and yet here we are, United States of America, and we have yet to yeah. have a female leader. And <laughs> Pakistan beat us to it. I'm like, come on! And but, Kosovo has two already, and they only started in right. 2008. Mm-hmm. It seems that the relations between Serbia and Kosovo are much better than they have been. Would you shake your head and say, no, not really? It's about the same. No, it's the same. It's nothing much has improved in the last no. ten years. No, because and by the way, was, for those who don't know, just listening in, you go there about once a year to or two. Kosovo. Yeah, yeah I go Kosovo. every year. Every year. Yeah, we have Serbians that they live in. Kosovo. And by the way, you live in Dallas. By the way, in Texas. Yes. Yeah. You have Serbians that always lived in there in villages like around uh, Brezovica. Mm-hmm. That's where they live, but also close to Pristina. You know, they always lived there. They still live there. Your parents yeah. raised you in a way that you were fairly independent. strong-willed, independent. Correct. Yes. And kind of, yes. l- you know, build your brain up. Yes. Yes. Always Don't just survivor. be pretty. All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then talking about that, that's why I always wanted to go to school. 
mm-hmm. to invest in myself because some that's something that has been taken. The right has been taken away from me during the loss of each time. But, and um, so that's why when when everything was finished, the job in Iraq and everything, I wanted to come to the United States and get a degree. And um, so I did finish my college for first and then I've seen that I said okay I'm good at this so I can go further and then I went to in to the University of Texas at Dallas and I double majored in accounting and finance and um, and I have a concentration in risk management and insurance so right now I work for the biggest global broker and um, I execute bonds, construction and commercial bonds. And uh, I'm a Bond girl, and I have an accent. You're a Bond girl. I James am. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to wrapping up your impressions of the United States when you came here and what you think about it now after having lived here for about a decade. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to that after this quick commercial break from our sponsor. Although I rarely say it explicitly, the frequent message of the WanderLearn podcast is to disrupt your life. Usually, I encourage you to shake it up with travel, especially to places outside your comfort zone. However, there's another way to give yourself a boost. Join the Restoration Depot. TheRestorationDepot.com is a convenient and affordable online meeting place where you can rejuvenate your health and wellness online. Log in to your favorite classes like yoga, tai chi, essential oils, music, and many more. Check out all the options at therestorationdepot.com and try your first class for only $5 by selecting the first class special at checkout. Also, when you visit the Restoration Depot for the first time, take advantage of the pop-up where you can enter a drawing to win a wild orange essential oil. For week one of this May 2021 promotion, you're going to get three classes. Dance Fitness, Intensati, and Djembe Drumming. Head to therestorationdepot.com. This episode is sponsored by Rerouted, which is creating a trusted online marketplace to revolutionize the used outdoor gear industry. This allows you to create your own adventure. You know, buying outdoor gear is super expensive and rerouted is allowing you to do it in a sustainable and inexpensive way. For those who are buying gears, it's great because you're doing something that is environmentally responsible. You're recycling, reusing material and gear. You're also able to get it at an affordable price. So that's the win for those who are buyers. What about for the sellers? Well, you can donate to charity and you can have 50% of the sale of price go to your favorite charity. And also, it's a great way just to get rid of stuff that's been accumulating in your closet and not put it into a landfill. It's a great alternative. So how do you get involved? Whether you're a buyer or a seller, you go to rerouted.co. Again, that's rerouted.co. Welcome back. So what I wanted to know is your first impressions of the United States when you got here and what shocked you because you had watched the series the television series called dallas where with jr ewing in the 1980s or 90s and 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 dynasty and dynasty and all that stuff Mm -hmm. right 
And so you had this image of Texas and here you were finding yourself in Dallas, Texas yeah. fraud. And it must have been like you felt like you're in Hollywood, like in a movie. So there's a lot of things that kind of like, OK, that's just like the movie, the skyline, mm -hmm. the whatever, yeah. the people, how they look, their cowboy hats, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then suddenly there's probably a few things that surprised you that like maybe the way people act. Shocking was the, the public transportation, especially for Texas in Dallas. The lack of the oh. lack of <laughs> yes, yeah. so it's just like, and then the funny thing it was that I learned when I asked, I said, "How far is the how far is Walmart from the house?" Oh, I was like, "Oh, it's just three minutes." <laughs> and then you know, you know, even though they they said three minutes by car, and I was like, "Okay, that's three minutes, so I can walk." And then it turned to be like forty five minutes right. walk, sure. and then the heat. And yeah. then it's just like, yeah. and then there is no sidewalks, you know, like right. it's not so much respect for pedestrians, you know, like you don't have those. Yeah. It takes like 30 minutes just to go from one side to the other side because, and then they have the drivers, they have zero respect for pedestrians as well. Mm -hmm. You know, they kind of, uh, oh, you're on my way. While but in, but Europe, in Kosovo, like, they were they were more respectful of pedestrians? Yes. And then yeah. we have traffic lights and then, you know, like, but in here... You know, like they don't have, nowadays they start building more. You know, like I, yeah. I see they it. have bike lanes now in Dallas, e correct? Uh, which yes. they probably didn't have before. No, they did right. not. I mean, right. a biker is just like something you can hit, something, yes, for yes. points, <laughs> yes, like get out of <laughs> my way. Yeah, yeah. How do you see the evolution of Kosovo? Where do you see it going in the 2020s and the 2030s? Have you seen a steady progression of it getting better and better, or do you feel like it's kind of hopeless? And finally, my favorite question, what about the greater Albania? <laughs> the greater Albania. For those who don't know, there is a conspiracy theory that the Albanians have a dark, sinister plan to unite Kosovo and Albania and probably parts of North Macedonia, as well as parts of North Southern Montenegro to create the greater Albania. <laughs> <laughs> just like there's the you know the greater germany or the greater whatever so we, the the greatest thing is that we are one nation and we have two countries and they're both independent so i think we're right there and we're in good in a good place are you saying we're, that kosovo and albania is like the united states and canada <laughs> we're two we're said. one nation with two countries because i swear canadians i mean i hope nobody's listening from canada but we're basically the same. Canadians and United States citizens. I mean, don't tell Canadians this, but for all into, have you ever been to Canada? No. No. Okay. Well, if you go there, you won't notice the difference except the fact that it's colder. You got to wear more and then clothes. They speak French in some well, places. Some, some parts, parts, yeah, but yeah. we can let that. We won't unite with the French part. We'll let them go unite with France. The rest of Canada, that's not Quebec, mm -hmm. we could just unite with them, just like Kosovo and Albania could unite. Mm -hmm. So we we feel we are the same. We have the same national flag, but we still have, you know, like even now we have a... What do you mean you have the same national flag? Kosovo has its own flag. It's it's Yeah, but Albanians, we have one flag. We have the red with double... With the double-headed double double eagle. Double eagle. Right, right, yeah. right. 
But they don't fly that flag in the capital of Pristina unless it's for fun. I mean, it's not like that's not the official flag of Kosovo. Every nationality has their Kosovo own flag. Kosovo has like a blue and white flag, doesn't it? Yes, okay, correct. So. It's a country. It's, I yeah, just, exactly I'm but I'm Albanian from Kosovo. Right. You're ethnically Albanian. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I understand. I am Albanian okay, so you from got Kosovo. Like, so you got I a small a... little red and black flag. I do. Okay. I so anyway, so... But what you're suggesting is that, yeah, there's open to it. But at the same time, I don't, don't Albanians from Albania kind of look down as you guys as the dumb little brother? You know, you guys are like the little Kosovo people. You're kind of villagers. That was in the beginning, maybe now after 1990s, because we never lived. We didn't have a chance to, to, to meet or to see each other or to mm-hmm. live. You know, like there were generations that they never knew. Right. Uh, you know, like because we have cousins, their families that were divided because that border was built or sure. they put the border just in the middle of the night. So then right. people, families were separated. So right. for all these years. So then it, it it was a struggle until we got to know each other and to go to Albania. And so then, when you go there, do you mm-hmm. have like a thick accent that they can detect instantly that you're from Kosovo? Yes, okay. I mean it's not that thick, but yes, yes, we we use different words for different. Right. Okay. Yes. So so oh, yes. over the decades, you've formed slightly different accents and vocabulary here and there. Correct. For, but you obviously can understand each other, just like we can understand Canadians. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So because tell, it's still a British standard people, Albania. Yeah. Would you, you know, say like it's like British still... English and American English? In other words, correct. You can, we totally understand yes. each other. But... Yes. Yes. Because it's just yeah. Because it's a standard. Who sounds better? Like the British sound better than the United States citizens, but do? do but do, there do, are two dialects: is Gig and Tosk. So which one you're speaking? And then you know, like Gig they is have, in the north, yeah. and Tosk is in yes. the south. It's, yes, see how you know that. And then <laughs> it's a that's a, that's the they have a little bit girls, especially you know ladies. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of a pitchy voice, like Americans. And then, like Americans, yes. Okay. And then, I'm sorry. You know, like while mine, you know, like I had a coworker, and I was like, "Can you just please, you know, slow down?" She was like, "What are you talking about?" It's uh, she was like, "It's not my fault that you sound like a man." You know, <laughs> you have right, that so deep she voice. You, right, yeah, right. she insulted me. She was. Like, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, like you're such a pitchy voice. And she was like, about? "Yeah." She was like, "It's not my fault that you sound like a man. You have a deep <laughs> voice." I was like, "No, I'm just from Kosovo. There's a difference." You know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, but so there's there's a little bit of rivalry, but overall, like when no, you go no, there, no, no, everybody's no. like welcoming and happy to see you. Of course, and because same, we and, feel the same. We're Albanians, you know. It's mm-hmm. a brotherhood, sisterhood. It's the same family. Okay, you know that, and it goes no both division. ways. So when uh, somebody from Tirana, which is the capital of Albania, yes. goes over to Pristina, yes. everybody's hey, how's it going, brother? Yes, yes, yes. Because so it's actually better just, than Canada. Because when when us poor mm-hmm. United States citizens go to Canada, they just like they beat us in ice hockey every time. Oh, they okay, should let yeah. us win though every once in a while. Are you optimistic about the future for the 2020s and 2030s? Or do we see another war erupting because that's what you Balkanians like to do? Oh, no. <laughs> there's no more war. <laughs> no more war? Okay, no, on. no. We, there's no war. end with some excitement. So history repeats itself every hundred years. Okay. So and, I got to live another hundred uh, so years. I have this story about, because I had to travel to go to Iraq when 
Kosovo was under United Nations. So I really had struggles because nobody knew where Kosovo was. There was this person that told me, he said, I think that you're from Brigadoon. So the Brigadoon is the play that shows up in the surface once in a hundred years and then disappears again. So, mm -hmm. But this time we're back to stay. So we're not going right. anywhere. Excellent. Well, Teuta, thank you so much for sharing your a little bit of your life. I know your life is a lot more complicated. We just scratched the tiny surface of it. Mm -hmm. And you have a fascinating background. If they want to find you somewhere, are you sitting around social media? Not really. Not really. I keep it to myself. Keep it yourself. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this I'm is an exclusive public. interview. I paid you a <laughs> lot of money for this interview. And so one day I know CNN is going to come knocking on my door for this tape. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Teuta, and best of luck to you in Texas. Thank you so much. And how do you say thank you in Albanian? Falamenderit. 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 And how do you say goodbye in, in, in Albanian? Ditenemir. 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 And that concludes this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about, or if you'd like to comment on the show, or if you'd like to ask me a question, then go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember FTAPON. That's my first initial and my last name. FTAPON is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. And here's one last reason to remember FTAPON. If you like what I do and would like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. And now for five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the Wander Learn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it somewhere. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.